This is Multinew Media. You're listening to Multinew Media, connecting business and technology. I'm your host, Chase Raz. This is one of the first episodes of Season 3 of Multinew Media, and to celebrate the start of Season 3 with me is Mark Christ, the host and technical producer of Power Nation TV's Detroit Muscle. You may know and remember him from Episode 1 of Multinew Media. Mark, how are you today? Great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on again, Chase. It is so wonderful to have you back on the show. I remember you and I sitting at the desk for episode one, having no idea what either of us was doing and talking into a microphone for about an hour. That was one of the best experiences of my professional career. Oh, I certainly enjoyed it. I didn't realize what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't realize, um, you know, what you were going to turn this into, but it's been great. I'm glad to be back. Good. Thank you for coming back. So um, since we've spoken last, you have taken over host duties on Detroit Muscle. How is how is that for you? How is uh, the celebrity limelight, so to speak? Well, I don't I don't really look at it that way. Um, as you know, and, and most of the listeners know that um, I was in the automotive magazine publishing business before uh, I started working in TV, and it's really a very similar type business. We do very similar things. Uh, except that now people actually see my face. I'm in front of the camera instead of being behind the camera. So uh, that's changed a little bit, and people uh, recognize me when I go to automotive events and things like that. Um, But other than that, it's really just uh, mostly the same for me. I get to do what I love and play with cars and travel. It's, It's a lot of fun. Sounds like the perfect thing for you, and I can confirm you are a real human being, not a um, a you know sort of crazed out TV personality. You are a wonderful, real human being. So again, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Thanks. Y- you know there is quite a bit going on in the automotive industry, and I thought you would be a perfect person to walk us through simply what's happening here. Uh, well, automotive, as you know, is always changing, but it's always the same. It's like we never seem to be able to break out of old habits, and and um, you know we still consume uh, record numbers of barrels of oil every year, and um, rely on foreign oil and and things like that. But um, but there are new technologies that are constantly coming out. Um, there's new new takes on technology that's been around for a long time and then there's complete new technology that that's coming out and these large mostly the large companies the large manufacturing companies are the ones that are at the forefront of this because they know if they don't come up with something good that their competitor will and beat them to the punch so uh, they're always always trying to develop new things and of course uh, independent laboratories and Research places have, have been trying to develop their own. So, what Plenty are of funding for that? Well, funding uh, funding can be the hard part, but I hope in the energy sector, especially for transportation, I would imagine that it's there. I don't know, but I would imagine getting it. Yeah, getting it's the hard part. It's like 
it's out there. You just have to, what's that crazy guy that was on the infomercials with the, the big book he was trying to sell you of all these government programs. Oh, you can get the guy who wore the, he wore a suit that looked like the Riddler to me. Yes. He had all the question marks all over. I yeah, don't remember what his name is. Yeah. He was like doc Brown. If doc Brown and the Riddler had a child, it would be this, <laughs> this guy. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to let that one go because I don't think I'm ever going to be able to figure out what it is. Someone can go to, uh, the episode page and let us know in the comments. Um, comment, comment on that. Yeah, that, I can't remember. I just can't crazy remember. Though. But I do remember those commercials. So, Mark, okay. now that I'm thinking about the crazy guy with the question mark suit, <laughs> sorry. What are some of the biggest things happening uh, in the automotive world when it comes to all of the things you just mentioned—the renewable energies, alternative energies, getting more fuel efficiency? What's going on there? Uh, well, I mean, you can't talk about. When it comes to low emissions or zero emissions, you can't talk about any of that without mentioning the name Tesla, right? I mean, that's like they're at the forefront of developing their own batteries. They're building a plant right now that's going to be one of the largest, if not the largest, um, manufacturing facility in the, the world. The Gigafactory or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the Gigafactory. Some clever name right. for it. And they're going to, you know, they're they're going to be manufacturing batteries, uh, lithium ion batteries for just about everything there. But, uh, they, uh, they just posted, uh, a really, really good news. They, they just posted that their quarter three sales were up 59% over last year for the model S, which is their sedan. That's their luxury sedan year over year, quarter three. So we're talking quarter three, mm-hmm. 2016 over quarter three, 2015, 59% up. That is amazing. That's spectacular yeah. for a car. It's the same car. I mean, this is the same car they've been building since the beginning of the Model S. It's the funny thing about the Model S is very much like Ford's Model T and Model A. It's the same exact car year after year after year. Mm -hmm. They're not changing the car. They're just producing the same car, but gaining, you know, gaining ground on uh, popularity. And, and of course, when there's more charging stations, people are going to be more more apt to buy the car you know the energy has to be accessible gasoline is very accessible um and tesla has been working on making the uh the, these uh, superchargers what they call their charge stations more more accessible um, i saw um, an article online not, not to get off the subject but an article online where someone drove a tesla model s from miami to new york or vice versa and and they showed in the article all the places, you know, the route and all the places where you had to stop to to charge up with one of Tesla's supercharger stations. So I mean, that's you good, can do it. That's good information but, to know. And you're originally yeah. from Central Florida, like most of us on this show. Mm-hmm. And w- there are Teslas here. I won't say everywhere, but you're, you, yeah, it's hard to drive down I four. Uh, and not see one on any given day. Um, if you're yep. on I four all day, you'll see several. But we're still charging at home. At mm-hmm. retail locations, at theme parks, uh, I know a lot yeah. of the theme parks have charging places now. What about where you're living now? Do do you see Teslas? Do you see these charging stations popping up? Yeah, I, I see Teslas, but I don't see the charging stations popping up. Really, it's really not hasn't caught on here yet uh, as much. Not even in downtown uh, areas or with uh, retailers. Very uh, a little bit downtown, uh, but I'm I'm in the southern suburbs, and there's there's not a lot of that here. Uh, yet, uh, but it southern it, suburbs the, of Nashville, right? Of Nashville, yeah. So, so the the town where I work is Franklin, Tennessee, which is a growing area and it's pretty affluent. Uh, there's a 
there's a lot of automotive jobs here. This is where Nissan North America's headquarters are. So there's a lot of that around, but not not so much on the electric side. But but there are Teslas. I mean, I see them around. But like you said, people are charging at home. So you probably, I just out of curiosity, not to go too far off subject, but when you're in a city like that where, uh, you know, the North American or at least U.S. operations are based for a, a major manufacturer, auto manufacturer, do you tend to see more of those vehicles? Do you see more Nissans on the roads because of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I see, maybe it's just because I notice it, I don't know, but I do see a lot of Nissans around here. But there's other manufacturing facilities around, too. There's a GM plant in Spring Hill, just 20 minutes south of here, mm-hmm. where the Saturns were originally built. Of course, they killed Saturn and mm-hmm. closed the plant, and then they reopened it recently, and they built GMC, Buick, and Cadillac SUVs down there now. But yeah, there are a lot of Nissan vehicles around here. There's a lot of Nissan employees around, so I guess they probably get you know, some type type of deal on pricing. And um, there's two manufacturing plants with, within a an hour drive of here. So they have a lot of employees here. They've That's good. They've That's really good to hear. Dug their roots here. So uh, something else about the Tesla, the um, really interesting to me about the, those sales numbers, the Tesla Model S almost beat the Mercedes-Benz S-Series by twofold. Wow. Um, they doubled the number of what of the uh, BMW or the Mercedes Benz S series or S class um, sold for the same same time, but then more than doubled the BMW seven series sales numbers. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so you I, could combine the number of S class Mercedes and BMW seven series, and that's how many Teslas sold roughly. I mean, um, I have a weak three, spot so. in my heart for BMW 7 Series. I have no idea why. I just always have. Never owned oh, one. Great, great probably car. never will buy one. Yeah. Um, but I think if I were making the choice, let's assume that I'm sitting here with that money and an account ready to go. $25,000. Yeah, I'm going to go with the the $70,000, $80,000 Tesla, not just because it's cheaper, but because the perceived benefit of the technology and all these other – I mean, you, you can extrapolate everything I'm going to say here. Yeah. It's nothing new, but I, I really do – I see that as being a problem and a threat to Mercedes and BMW and every, everybody else for that matter. Yeah, definitely. And and for like the millennials or the cusp, cusp millennials. Um, like us. Hey, you use that like, term too. I'm not the only one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, we're cusp millennials. We're cusp I'm, I'm millennials. A, most of the time I feel more like a um, a Gen Xer than, than a I feel like a millennial, millennial. more, but I, I understand your sentiment. Uh, but, but it's both. Um, but for the cusp millennials uh, who are now, you know, our age. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, getting into their careers where they're making enough money to afford a, uh, a luxury sedan. I mean, yeah, it's a small. Oh, let's be honest. We're cost, we're, we're going for that model three, 35,000. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, yeah, no, no doubt. People, people that are in our group as well, um, that are buying a new car would go for the model three for sure. But, but if you can afford a hundred thousand dollar luxury sedan if you're a middle manager somewhere or rising executive Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to spend the hundred grand if it was me i'm putting my money on the tesla you know i I, mean i love i'm i'm more of a mercedes guy i like their amg series their performance cars but when it comes to bang for your buck man yeah that idea of, of getting your car updated 
an upgraded with an update, rather, a software update. Yeah. It's a little yeah. scary even for younger folks, but it's still it's still enticing and titillating enough to where, you, yeah, you're going to put that 100000 towards a Tesla. No doubt. And you, personally, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to go out and buy I'm gonna, $100,000. I'm going to put it in a want, savings account if I, I have it. I don't want everybody listening to, to think that I'm just talking about buying a $100,000 car. Like, it's nothing. I'm not. Definitely <laughs> not. I drive a $2,500 car. I drive daily, a Toyota. So, but if, if someone has the, the income that... Yeah, sorry to That's derail what, you there with with the dreaming of a Tesla. And I'm, you know, I'm looking at one of the notes you gave me off air, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you were heading to okay. this. You were going to say, I believe that um, you had also had a point that the Tesla uh, Model S was the best luxury sedan um, in quarter three, and you were talking about the the nearly doubling the S class and doubling the BMW. That's yeah. that's something right there to to rise from questionable. A few years yeah. ago, will yeah. this thing explode and catch fire and crash me into a truck to right. yep. the best luxury sedan in quarter three, 2016 best. Yeah. Best selling. Yeah. It was number one in that, in that segment, not, not best selling electric car, best selling luxury sedan Yeah, of all. Like it's, it's impressive. It's, it'll be nice to see when the fourth quarter numbers come out to see what happens there. If anybody was buying a Tesla over Christmas. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think I think we're just gonna continue to see those numbers rise for Tesla. I I, just, I can't imagine it, them going backward at this point. They've they've got that car dialed in now. And I I agree a hundred percent. Even if something were to happen, I mean, Samsung's going to survive their phone problems of last year. Tesla oh, would provi- yeah. would survive some minor problems with her with her yeah. vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. Not that any um, have happened, but hey. Uh, some something else to, that I'll throw in there um, that the Tesla being what they are and and rising um, the way that the way that it is Porsche, which is another competitor in the luxury sedan market, has its Panamera, which to me is an odd looking kind of car. It's a to me Porsches should just be you know 911s, Carreras, you know a two door sports car. Those Panameras um, are are, con- are popular here in Central Florida. You got to be careful with that. I used to have a client that drove one. I don't know why he yeah, drove but, it, but he did. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Porsche guy and you need four doors, then that's that's the car. But if I'm just going to say I, I want to go out and buy a Porsche, I'm just going to buy a 911. So that makes sense. Um, I understand that. And if I need a sedan, I'll get a Camry. I mean, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that's what I drive. Two cars. I'll just have two cars. Yeah. But um, but uh, Porsche announced that they're coming out with their new Panamera 4E, uh, which is going to have uh, 464 horsepower, 516 uh, pound-feet of torque, and a top speed of 173 miles per hour. Mm, and, because we need that. Uh, zero to sixty time of about 4.6 seconds. Now it is a hybrid. So oh, that's good. I, I I I get the feeling that they're trying to compete with the with the um, the Tesla. I would think so, but I would um, I would expect a zero to sixty. Yeah, I would expect zero to sixty to be a little bit faster if they're going to compete with Tesla, which is what two and some change seconds. Um, I'm not sure. The P85D is the one that's the like oh. the Mac Daddy uh, Tesla, and I can't tell you exactly what the zero to sixty is on that. I mean, um, I'm not a Tesla expert, and I think you have to put it in what did they used to call it insane or ludicrous mode. But yeah, 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 ludicrous. That'd ludicrous, be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun to like try. Spaceballs. Um, <laughs> Good reference. 
I gotta watch that again. Yeah, I'll put the, I'll put that in my queue. Is the, is the um the Tesla P eighty five did now now remember these numbers that we were talking about the sales numbers are all the Model S not the not just the P eighty five D the P eighty five D is the really high performance yeah Tesla Model S I mean it's still the Model S it's the same car but the P eighty five D is just a hyped up version. A little, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like the the premier. I get it. I I think I'm I think I'm just being outclassed right now. This is out out of my price range and out of my class range. I think. Yeah, according to CarAndDriver.com, the uh, the Tesla P85D is capable of zero to sixty in three point two. Wow. Not as quick as the as the S, but um, but, but hey, it's hybrid. hybrid it's, we're getting there. It, you know, across country if, if you want yeah. without fear of not finding a way to fuel it. The price tag on the P85D Tesla, of course, is, you know, like 135 grand. So not sure what the pricing is going to be on the Panamera 4E, but um, they're trying, I think. Yeah, to, yeah they're to trying. Compete. But to me, the S is the, the, the Tesla is still my car. Not mm-hmm. to keep beating on that, but. Yeah. Off subject from. From Tesla and Porsche and all that, Oak Ridge National Laboratory has recently announced that they have found a way to convert CO2 to ethanol. Now, that is big. Yeah, that's big news. It's pretty crude right now. It's pretty basic. No, no pun intended. Yeah, no, no pun intended, yeah. Um, you're, you're not going to be able to go and gas your car up you know, with this converted fuel just yet, but they figured out a way and it's, um, it's not as hard as they thought it was going to be actually. So I don't know what that means, but you know, I'm not into converting, converting fuels, but you know, it's huge news because you're going to reduce, you know, CO2, CO2 in the atmosphere and then turning it into ethanol and then add fuel to our, our fuel supply, which is great. I guess my question is, how much CO2 and does the ethanol – because, you know, one of the byproducts of burning ethanol is CO2, correct? Yeah, it, it is. So I'm, I'm I, not that we're going to a – I think we're going to the opposite of a perpetual motion machine there. I like it though. If we can scrub some of the CO2 and release only a small portion of it back and then keep going that – you know, I see that cyclical decline. I think this is big news and I don't want to belittle it in any way. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. you know, it's, it's not going to no, be the end all. Uh, be all. No, it's not. It's certainly not perfect, but uh, but it's a step. I mean, it's it's a step in the right direction. I think it's I think it's great. I think that the current use of ethanol is is okay. Um, you know, mixing it, blending fuels into our gasoline, blending the the ethanol into the gasoline is is fine. It's okay, but it's not really battling the the bigger problem here, which is um, engines that burn gasoline you know internal combustion engines now that, as, burn, that rely on gasoline we'll get back to mark christ in just a moment but i do want to remind you to head over to powernationtv.com to check out mark's show detroit muscle and also visit multinewmedia.com to click on the episode page and leave your comments for me and mark in the comments section now back to the show as an expert in this this field with you know in the automotive field i you know, I, I really want to take the opportunity to ask you this question. Do we have to let performance suffer? Do we have to give up 
this American idea of driving ourselves wherever we want? Do we have to rely on mass transit? Do we have to go that route in order to solve that problem? Or, you know, can can technology essentially take us into the 22nd century for transport with the automobile intact? I think that you say carrying us into the next century. That's hard to say because of the way that the population is growing. I think the answer to that is no, um, unequivocally no. I think mass transit is the only solution into the, into the 22nd century. And that's just because of the, the number of people that are going to be here. The highways, I mean, look at L.A. Mm-hmm. and I mean, look, just look at the traffic in L.A. And um, imagine that everywhere. Imagine that in Cleveland and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, Lakeland and Tampa and Orlando. I mean, the traffic in on I-4, I mean, yeah, I just Florida, heard something that I-4 was like the most dangerous highway in America or something third, like that. Third most populous state now. We're still, yeah. you know, anywhere you go in Florida, you have four yeah. or six lanes to get there. That's it. Yep. You want to go from Tallahassee to Miami, it doesn't matter, Tampa to Orlando, four or six lanes to get there. And it is the most deadly stretch of interstate. And, you know, it's something that I drive three times a week and hate doing. The DOT I've mentioned on air before, or one of the districts of the DOT here in Florida is my client. And I just, Mm -hmm. I, I know they're doing great things. I know they're trying, but do we get to a point to where... Um, automobiles go away or do they remain as an enthusiast sport? Do they remain as a collector and a hobbyist and we go out for weekend drives rather than commuting to work? Yeah, I think, I think that may be what it is. Um, cause nobody's going to give you, up their cars in the long run, right? No. And we shouldn't have to, they, we shouldn't be forced to for sure. The roads shouldn't be taken away. We should, we should still be able to drive, but just less. Right. Um, drive for enjoyment. Drive for commuting pleasure. Commuting is what we need to concentrate on. On the commuters or is what we need to concentrate on providing uh, mass transit for. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's it's a very complicated problem, and and it'll obviously be a very complicated solution. Personally, I feel like we should have made the transition to mass transit almost ten years ago when um, when the recession hit. And um, Chrysler and GM needed the bailouts, and, and the government was there to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing the cash for clunkers thing to try to take older cars off the road and trying to get people to go buy brand new cars, which I think was a terrible thing to do to an, an already uh, hurting economy, is telling people to go out and go into more debt on a new car, which – yeah. Yeah, I mean, I we get it. we want to see them buy those vehicles, but we want them to be able to buy those vehicles. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, um, and obviously, the emissions of an older vehicle uh, have the potential of being higher than a brand new vehicle. But the emissions that um, it takes to manufacture a vehicle has to be taken into consideration as well. But ultimately, the government wanted us to support the automotive industry. That was the whole point of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, I feel like the government should have stepped in and said, okay, Chrysler and okay, GM, uh, you guys need our help, right? Well, we'll help you. Here's $2 billion or whatever they gave them. Here's $2 billion to convert your manufacturing facilities into mass transit facilities. Um, GM, you're now in charge of, of manufacturing light rail. Um, Chrysler, you're now in charge of manufacturing buses. 
I, you know, I think though in the United States we would Go. have had a complete. Yeah. You know, people would be out protesting, you know, some false cry of socialism at that point. I, and so I, I see where that point comes in, and I would absolutely love for that to happen. But we're going to get a lot of smear campaigns from um, from folks who just don't quite understand. I mean, yeah. it, it, listen, if you're – I'm not going to pick on any particular area, but if you're not in Florida, California, mm -hmm. Texas mm – -hmm. I, I, I love your states, love your cities, but you don't understand the population increase that we are facing. Mm -hmm. And it's not mm -hmm. just – I'm not going political here, but it's not just immigration yeah. that people talk about. People moving from the north. They're moving because air conditioning has made this a beautiful place to live all year round. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely do have those problems. But I'm, I'm looking – late last year, in late 2016, four cities made news when uh, – I believe it was Paris, Madrid – Athens and Mexico City all said they're going to ban diesel within their mm. downtown districts. What do you think about these ideas of banning? I mean, is, is combustion eventually going to go away? Are we going to go all electric? Are we going to go all hydrogen? What's going to happen here? Toyota has the Mirai hydrogen vehicle. Where, where do we go with combustion? Uh, I mean, I think hydrogen is a, is a great alternative. I don't know if it's the answer. I think that... Um, as technology uh, improves, I think electric really is going to be more of more of the blanket uh, replacement. I think eventually gasoline burning cars will go away. I don't know if I'll see that in my lifetime um, because of our reliance on on the industry. Yeah, the yeah, if, that went, industry. if that went away tomorrow, I would lose virtually all of my income because I couldn't get to work. Y yeah. Yeah, so so we rely on the oil industry being in operation one way or another, and our economy does. Our economy relies on it, so mm -hmm. it can't go away all at once. And that's that's what we're doing. We're we're bringing in electric and and hybrid vehicles to reduce our our need for the for the crude. But I don't I don't foresee it all going away. At least not in our lifetime. What you do see is back to the Tesla. This electric car that's outselling what I would consider to be the two best luxury car lines in the in the world, BMW and Mercedes, and they're outselling them. It's a fully electric car. It doesn't burn gasoline mm -hmm. at um, all. Certainly, yeah, it doesn't have are, the option. Right. Certainly, there are are emissions that are tied to it. I mean, you plug your you drive home and you you plug your Model S into your you know outlet at your house and electricity that was made from burning coal is you know right is charging your car so it's not a zero emissions vehicle in that sense but there are ever improving uh solar technologies solar's really come a long way i'm not very schooled on all of the all of the solar technology but i do know that tesla has um elon musk announced recently that he's coming out with a, a roofing tile that doubles as a as a solar uh, panel and these are solar panels that you put on your roof the solar panels are your roof mm -hmm. and they'll feed in and, and charge your tesla oh. power wall which will then charge your tesla vehicle a larger vision in place here of how the sun mm -hmm. can power it all i guess coming from elon musk and um tesla yeah and there's and that's the thing about the sun you know we're like where are we going to get all of our energy <laughs> well the sun <laughs> is giving us a lot 
of energy that we are not using. Well, um, I, I think you've stumbled upon it, Mark. I've always known you to be a very bright individual. You're very intelligent. <laughs> we, uh, everybody who has ever met you knows this. And um, I, I think that's the argument that's difficult to get across to people, though. When the mm-hmm. question comes up of, well, where do we get our energy from? And folks in the automotive uh, industry and the technical sectors, um, all technology, we all kind of scratch our heads and look at them and go, well, where do you think all the petrol mm-hmm. came from? Where do you think all the oil came from? Where do you think all the coal came from? It all came from the sun, yeah. ultimately. Right. And um, so I, I really like that you take that, you know, no nonsense approach of it, of just, of course, the the sun, we may or may not be there yet, but that's where mm-hmm. all your energy is coming from anyway. It's whether you get it directly or indirectly. Exactly. And and look at what we do. You were talking about how, how Florida is a place that people love to go and live um, because air conditioning makes it so nice. I mean, yeah. So so we dig dig up coal and, and not to fault the, the coal industry, but co- burning coal is is dirty. Right. So I'd love I'd love we, to take all of those folks and get them jobs in solar. Absolutely. I don't yeah, want to I don't want to put them out of work. I want to. I want to let them do something that they can look at their grandchildren and smile. Yeah, exactly, and be proud, right? Mm-hmm. So we dig up coal, we burn it to make electricity, and we we use that electricity to drive an air conditioner. That's basically you're using energy to fight the energy of the sun, right? <laughs> so the the sun's giving you all this heat energy, and then you're burning coal to to run a heat exchange heat to from, move it outside. To, to remove that heat from your house. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, wow. And we do that. I mean, it's normal. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't have air conditioning. I have air conditioning in my house, in my car. But it's just that shows you how much energy the sun is giving us and just a lot of wasted energy that is being uh, – not harnessed, but I like we that, could, and, and we could be harnessing it. We could, and I think a lot more people could um, could have that spirit. I really would love to see more people have the spirit you have about it. No one's asking anybody to give up vehicles. You know, from my point of view, from the business point of view, from the tech point mm-hmm. of view, we're not asking people to give up vehicles and rely on you know highly unpredictable mass transit. Hopefully, it'd be highly predictable if we put things like IBM's Watson uh, to work on it. But mm-hmm. no one's asking you to give up the freedoms. It's just this idea of we, we do at some point need to put some intelligence into it. And uh, I think you've highlighted a couple of cases where, you know, Tesla and uh, several other uh, manufacturers are, are putting intelligence in. Now, mm-hmm. can, can I lead you full circle for just a moment? Sure. What are BMW and Mercedes doing to try to fight back a little bit? Well, BMW has their uh, their i8 which is their performance luxury coupe that's mm-hmm. uh, electric. Here's, it, it's, it's priced really high, but it's not a sedan. So as far as like buying a luxury sedan mm-hmm. um, goes, it's not um, – I think it it's, doesn't fall in that category. It's positioned it's more as a it's, a – It's a hybrid. The BMW okay. i8 is a hybrid. I think I said that it was electric. It, it's a hybrid and it's all-wheel drive, mm-hmm. but it's, a, it's just a – it's just a coupe, so it's just a sports car, right? It's not a yeah. We're talking, I think, about one hundred forty thousand. Yeah, it's like one hundred forty to one hundred forty-five, something like that. And so, for folks like me and those coal miners, we were talking about, and, and the IT managers, it's just out of our price range. Yeah, it's it's not even in the ballpark of a Tesla, really. Mm-hmm. Just because it's it doesn't compete. Yeah, I mean, if if you've just if you're looking to spend a hundred 
or just under a hundred thousand dollars for a, a luxury sedan because you're a you're a dad <laughs> that you know that has a good job this car doesn't fall in there and if and if you're looking for a high performance car that um a sports car a two-door sports car i mean we don't even have to get into your options there that fall under that hundred and forty thousand dollar price tag yeah quite you're a few practically of them. your choices are bmw i8 or ferrari you know it's it's yeah. there yeah so or lamborghini or or aston martin yeah it's a rich guy's toy weekend toy it's not a viable alternative option it's i mean it's fine it's their first step mm-hmm. I, I think that they'll they'll be more they're they're gonna they'll, they'll probably make a, a four-door version of this car um if they can keep the price point down um then then it'll be a viable option but i just you you can't really it's hard to compete with tesla's all in on the full electric it's hard to justify spending um the same amount of money if not more on on something that still burns gas it's like you're almost there but you're not you're not there so yeah Mark, uh, again, I've been saying this throughout the episode. I really do appreciate you coming and spending some time with me here on Multi New Media. And one thing I really want our listeners to do is check out PowerNationTV.com and check out your show, Detroit Muscle. Uh, you can find it on cable, on Spike, on CBS Sports Network and NBC Sports Network. And, of course, you can find... Um, you can find Power Nation TV all over social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I uh, really want everybody to, to to give your show a try. I think they're really going to love it. Um, thank you so much for, for joining us today. And I, I want to end with really just kind of an open question. Can I throw a curveball at you? Sure, yeah. I asked before about combustion engines potentially going away. Mm-hmm. We know that's not going to happen anytime soon. So right now, Away from the BMWs and the Mercedes, if we were to go down to, let's say, some of the the traditional American, Japanese, and German cars, if someone were looking to make um, sort of a new purchasing decision, new car, and they yeah, absolutely, and they wanted, or maybe a, a, a used car, but they wanted something that had performance, they had um, the fuel efficiency, they had kind of the technology under the hood. Where would you steer uh, those folks? Wow. You want everything? <laughs> yeah. I told you it was a curveball. Yeah. I mean, that's a... What about yeah, for I mean, you? Is there a price range? Because this is such a wide open... Well, let's say someone's thing. looking to spend between twenty five and 40000 It's almost impossible to, to feed. Because here's the thing. with I'm not trying to skirt your, your question, but you can't have the best of everything. We've established you, you can have many of those things... The Tesla Model S being one of those where, you know, were it not for charging stations or a $100,000 price tag, the Tesla Model S would be the perfect car. Uh, but even though it hits on every other every other thing, it, it falls short on those two, two things. And every other vehicle is, is the same. And it really comes down to a preference. And that's what's great about cars. And that's what's great about uh, our country is because you – can express yourself with your car your car is part of you it really comes down to taste uh good cars right now are across the board um the toyota camry the honda accord the ford fusion 
um, the Nissan Altima. They're all just really great cars. The quality of, of manufacturing has gone up. The fuel economy is ever increasing because of, you know, government emission standards. Safety um, has increased uh, so much. All cars since model year 2010 have anti-lock brake systems and stability systems built into them. So it's standard now, even on a base model Honda Civic mm-hmm. or Hyundai. It really just depends on your personal preference. I, What's the most important to you? If it's fuel economy, we can just let, about any four-cylinder sedan anymore gets over 30 miles per gallon. You have a, a Camry, right? Is that what? Yeah, I have a Camry. Four-cylinder? Mm-hmm. So yep. what kind of um, fuel miles do you get on the highway with it? Uh, run about 34, I guess I would average. Okay. About 34 okay, in real world. I would consider that good, right? Yeah. Is the car too slow for you, or does it perform? Does that no, plenty of performance for? I have a I have a funny ability to um, <laughs> retrain cars, um, yeah. and it um yeah it's it's fine for me. It's not like my old Optima uh, with the you know, yeah. turbo, um, yeah. but it also doesn't break down as much, so I'm happy. I was gonna say there's there see you have to take the good with the bad, right? Yeah. So, Okay, we can let you off the hook with that one. You made a point. We can let you off the hook, I guess. I honestly can't just give you a vehicle that falls in that, um, an EcoBoost F-150. Yeah, it depends on what you need. So I guess I asked you a really bad question. I do want to thank you one more time for joining us today. Um, Again, Mark Christ, (laughs) host. answer your question. (laughs) No, you absolutely did. Uh, Mark, you're the host and technical producer of Power Nation TV's Detroit Muscle. Again, everyone listening, please check out Detroit Muscle on Spike, CBS Sports Network, or NBC Sports Network, and check them out online at PowerNationTV.com. Mark, thanks for joining me. All right. Thanks again, Chase. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.